Yes, people, it's episode 167 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff. Obviously, uh, the podcast is late. It is it's Monday. Monday the 13th um, of August. August? Shit. April <laughs> of April. And uh, and usually I record this on a Sunday. And I didn't yesterday because I just fully forgot what day it was. I, that's it. Every day is like a rubbish weekend now. You've got nothing to do. So I just forgot. Just like nothing about yesterday made me go, I need to do my podcast. I think I said it in the very first thing in the morning. And then just didn't. <laughs> just didn't. And now I'm sat in the car. Um, not even outside my house. I went for a little drive. I went for a little drive. I went on a hunt. I went on an Easter egg hunt discount easter egg hunt and i couldn't find any these bastard shops as soon as easter's done they just take the eggs off the shelf where, where do you put them sell them to me for a discount i'll take them off your hands mate i have easter eggs now take them off your hands geezer but there's none none in the shop at all so i'm here in the car eating thornton's uh, chocolate and orange squares I'm probably going to eat too many of them. Plan was to save them tomorrow because I'm getting my car service tomorrow as well. But um, I think I'll probably eat them all today. So I'm a child. That's why. I had one Easter egg yesterday. I don't know how I did it when I was younger. Like It was easy to eat that one Easter egg. But I used to eat, be able to eat like five when I was a kid. Maybe the eggs were smaller, granted. But still. Smashing through all your Easter eggs. Go through them all, eating them till you felt sick, and then just like a half an hour rest of not eating chocolate. Yeah, I'm back again. You know, and it'd be like my mum convinced me that I wasn't allowed to have it for breakfast. And even then, it wouldn't be a light breakfast. I remember being at my auntie's house, right? And it was Easter weekend, and for breakfast, I had cornmeal porridge with hard dough bread. Yeah, imagine that cornmeal porridge with hard dough bread. In the morning, that was like, right, now time for Easter eggs. <laughs> Mate, cornmeal porridge with hard bread now. I don't think I'd eat until, like, the next day. Just don't have the tolerance for it now. But, anyway, what's been going on? What's been going on? Uh, nothing. Nothing's been going on. Um, so, I guess, talk about what shows I've been watching. Uh, what season two of Ozark. I, I thought, I was hyped for season three. Of Ozark, then realised I hadn't seen season two. I hadn't seen season two, and um, so yeah, luckily didn't start watching season three. I was like, "What the hell is this for?" I don't, not too sure if I've seen season two. Started watching the first episode of season two. I was like, "Nope, no, don't remember any of this." Yeah, I've clearly not seen this. So I've watched that. So now I've got season three to binge on. I've got that. I've got um, How to Fix a Drug Scandal to watch as well. Haven't watched that yet. Well, that's just shouting out at me. Kind of watch Dirty Money when I'm a bit tired. I don't want to really focus on the screen. Still need to watch Diego Maradona's documentary, but it's in Spanish. And I like to watch my TV shows while playing on my phone. So that's very insensitive of them to do that, to uh, make me actually have to look at the screen when watching TV. I mean, that's... That's how you watch TV in 2020. 
playing your phone, you, you tweet about what you're watching, pause it, go have a drink, come back, rewind, because you've lost all the narrative flow of the program, then you start watching the same bit again, start playing your phone again, then you hear, you know, the main character say, like, fuck you, man, that's why I killed your mum, you're like, what, what was that? Then you rewind it again, then you start faffing about something again, and then you just hear that same line, it's like, shit, how did they get to this? I keep on missing this scene. So, um, yeah, watch that. It's Save Us. It's another one I've watched as well. Season one on season two. Season two just came out. So, watching that now. Um, that's it. That's it. Watching all the telly. Watching all the TV. Uh, don't think there's anything else. Uh, what about your diff oh, I went to bed late yesterday. Watching Ozark. Um... Don't know why. Why stay up late to watch the TV program? I've literally got so much time to watch. Um, now, what else has happened? I've been watching TV. Nothing news. Um, social media. Just kind of taking a little step back from it. I haven't really posted too much or interacted too much. I discussed with someone about how... Um, well, I was posted the other day on Facebook. said that. Yeah, a lot of time you use social media as, an, as a form of escapism from the real world. But now the current state we're in, social media has almost become our real world. So how, how do you escape that? And the answer is to turn off your phone or just to close the apps. Whatever apps piss you off the most, and just close that. Get outside, have a walk. Just go into a different room. Someone said they put their phone in one room and walk into a different room and they feel like they've escaped. I'm so fair enough. So, yeah, I've found myself being involved in shit online that I'm just not interested in. It's not, you know, I mean, you know, you start debating the, well, I can't say do you know when. I know this is just me. Start debating a topic that you realise you have no vested interest in, you don't care about. But now you're 700 comments deep. <laughs> Argus, strangers, friends, some people you kind of know from, from Facebook, from other social media, but you never really met them. All that good shit. I'm just taking a step back from that, not doing that anymore. Um, That's it. It's been chilling. Chilling. Went to, went to Tesco. Did that happen? Wait, did that happen this week or last week? Um, this week. Went to Tesco this week. Queued from uh, 8 a.m. Queued from 8 a.m. to. I did get in till quarter past nine. Amazing. The one way system that no one really followed. It was annoying me a bit. But it's hard. I was um, so Naomi was shopping for us, and then I was shopping for Naomi's mum. I was given Naomi's mum's list because it was very, it was much more prescriptive, and you know, had very limited to very little free thoughts for me to do. There's no real decision making for me. Is the item there? No. Move on. No alternatives to get. That was it. So we looked a bit crazy. We looked like I was running a scam on Tesco because we were talking to each other in the queue all that time 
Then we get to the front, split in two, got two big trolleys. Then our two massive trolleys are full. And we get to the till. And then we swap over and they're like, wait, wait, what's this? What's this? So are you two together? What's this? So you got two uh two trolleys here, what's going on? So yeah, we're together, shop for different people. They're like, oh. okay. He's like, yeah, yeah, okay. What are you gonna do about it now? No, it's in the trolley. But they weren't just for for us. Um what what is it going on? Just literally nothing. It's just really, really hard. Um Anything sport? See, Tottenham have gone back on their furlough decision, and also they've they're going to be converting part of the stadium into kind of ancillary services for North Middlesex Hospital. So that's like a double rever- like super reversal from Tottenham, furloughing the lower paid staff to now go. Actually, no, we're not going to do that, and we're changing part of the stadium into hospital wards. Which I think is pretty good, isn't it? Pretty decent. Um, that's it. No other sports stuff I've followed. Um, no. Nothing. Nothing, nothing. Nothing else. Just watching highlights. I was watching um, just like the biggest fuck-ups in football history. Like Gerard Slip. Um, what else was there? There's like a few others I can't think of. Oh, um, Brazil's 7 1 battering they received from Germany. Um, Gerard slipped. It's funny how that sticks in your mind because that stuck in my mind where it's like he slipped, Denver Bar scored, and that was game over. That happened like in the first 20 minutes of the game. So there was a lot of game. To play and a lot of game for Liverpool to just win that match, but instead they didn't even fall apart either. It was just Gerrard just trying to score from everywhere and anywhere, and then Chelsea went down the other end and just nicked another. But that game just didn't go how I remembered it at all. Um, and I got there actually from a Liverpool tweet or Instagram post where they said how unlucky Liverpool have been to not win the league. So it's like Gerard slip, Makeda's goal. Um, so I had to Google that to remember what the context was of that. And yes, scored a debut goal against Aston Villa to basically win them the league. As Man United tried to throw the league away. Um, what else is talking about Liverpool? Yeah, obviously their, their record last year. Only to be just pipped by Pep <laughs> yeah will football come back who cares I was talking to my brother about this actually about um, football and they say on the football on the Guardian football weekly podcast that football is the most important of unimportant things and the longer this goes where the season's not being played the more it's just like you can't carry on this season can you like well, the momentum's gone no one cares don't know if football is coming back. They're not coming home. But, uh, sorry, I keep yawning, guys. Um, just been doing nothing. I might have a nap in the car. Why not? I mean, I've got a perfectly good bed. But <laughs> my car nap just seems a bit different. It's like a hotel stay. New bed. Right. It's clear I've got nothing to talk about here. Um, similar to you guys. 
not even living life. So what I've got to talk about? Nothing. So let's um let's get on some dear Deirdre. Oh my god. Keep yawning. Um Pretty Patel fucked up some numbers. That happened. She fucked up some numbers, so that now that's Giving the big old right wing, left wing, who's racist, not racist, shit. Had one guy on my Facebook going, oh, liberal lefties, going, oh, you're picking on Diane Abbott, that's so racist, and also liberal lefties, uh, Priest Patel's an idiot. And he's like, okay, cool, but let's not make out that the response to Diane Abbott getting the number wrong wasn't, oi. You black bitch. It's like, okay, cool. That's nothing to do with maths. Um, Whoa, that was wild. You know what I mean? So, no. There there was racism, but they weren't being racist because she got the number wrong. That isn't what people thought was going on. Granted, there may have been some people going, they're picking on her because she's a black woman. It's like, no, no, she's not that great with numbers there. Um, Still deserves respect. She's still Auntie Diane, but not that great with numbers. So I guess for consistency's sake, uh, right-wing people should start being racist to Pretty Patel. Is that what people want? No, I don't think so. I think what you should do is take the piss out both of them for getting their numbers wrong. And we just move on. But yeah, there you go. Pretty Patel. The lady with the permanent smirk. Permanent, permanent smirk. But, um... No, there's something about Pretty Patel that just says she'd be a laugh to hang out with. <laughs> don't know why. Don't know why. I feel like she's feel like she's so she see anyone who basks in being a villain, they're probably someone pretty cool to have a drink with. I know, I know. Shoot me. But I feel like I feel like it is. Um anyway, let's get on to this dear Deirdre. Um Wow. All right. Here we go. Dear Deirdre, I had amazing sex with an ex-lover last month as my husband has no ambition. Um, those things don't, don't, they're not, they're not related. I think that's called a non sequitur. Um, I had amazing sex with an ex-lover last month as my husband has no ambition. Brilliant. Does that say I kicked my sister in the face because... (laughs) Some cars are blue. <laughs> so what? They, 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 those two things have nothing to do with each other. There. Um. Let's let's read on. Dear Deirdre, I had a very special, I had very special sex with an ex last month. It wasn't the first time I cheated on my husband. And I'm not sure he's the man for me anymore. Okay, I'm 34 and I've been married for 10 years. Jeez. Um. I love my husband, who is 36. But he has no ambition. He's a delivery driver since he left school. Um, and we have no children. I never really wanted them, and my husband went along with that. Okay. I got brilliant, well-paid new job as a receptionist in a bank in London and was determined to have a new focus. I'd been talking to a couple of guys online, but I blocked them, lost weight, and was was the happiest I'd been in ages. Okay. An ex from my teens walked into reception one day, after we got over the surprise, he said, aren't you a sight for sore eyes? He, has always, he was always sex on legs. Sex on legs! Um, a dreamy guy with a flashy smile. He's 37 now. 
with his flashy smile and his sex on legs. Um, he go. Anyway, he had to go to a meeting, but he took my number and texted me later, invited me out for a drink. Jesus. I thought, why not? And I lied to my husband that we had a work crisis, so I could, so I could meet my ex in a bar nearby. I couldn't resist saying yes when he invited me back to his hotel room. Hmm. I never forgotten his touch and how fantastic the sex was. He kissed me and we made love. It felt just as special as ever and we agreed to meet again, though he's married too. Ah, see, so you're both in it. You both got this same, what's the word, risk investment in this. Except for probably you're really unhappy in your relationship and he's going to claim he's happy in his and he's not going to leave his wife, but you want to leave your husband. It's going to be something like that. Something like that, let's see. My husband was suspicious about my late night and checked my phone. He saw a text from my ex and sussed that I cheated. He challenged me and I confessed what I'd done. The atmosphere was awful, but he forgave me. Jesus. But he doesn't know that at the beginning of this year, I also had sex with a guy I met when I went to see a musical with friends. What? Fucking hell. Now, some cheated, you just, you know, you could almost expect... Went on a went on a girls' holiday, went on a lads' holiday, you know. Okay, cool. Didn't want you to cheat, but you no, know, I was worried about you being on that holiday, and that's what happened. But when someone got, I'm going to a musical with the girls, and you actually went to the musical, and you still fucked someone. It's just like, hey, eh? that shows you how easy it is for women to get penis if they want it. I think a man could go and see cats with the man them. Rolling six man deep to watch Matilda. Then come out and be like, yeah, let's get some birds. <laughs> oh dear. We went to a bar afterwards. This guy chatted me up and came back to our hotel with me. I had a room to myself. Cheeky. My friends were very angry with me, but agreed to keep quiet about it. My husband is still working as usual, but I'm now working from home and he pops back home to see me as often as he can. He's now talking about us starting a family. I feel suffocated. Mad. Don't use a child to patch up your wounds in your relationship. Um, it's different if not having a child is the wound. That's one thing. But if you have a wound, having a child will not fix that. Not No. No. So, um, yeah. So you've just got to put your foot down, love. But listen, I fucked my old, I fucked my ex, right, from school, and I fucked guy after watching Hairspray. Do you think I'm the one who you should be having a kid with? He's about, I love you, though, I love you. And he's going to be sad. Just don't do it, because at one time you give in, that's when you're going to get pregnant. And then then what? Then what? Right, let's go. Here's a coronavirus one. Lockdown louts. My flatmate keeps letting a bloke into the house every day, despite the lockdown. Dear Deirdre, we're supposed to be in lockdown. But my flatmate keeps letting her male friend into the house every day. For the hot luck down D. Um, that isn't what's written down, sorry. 
So it's a weird space to be in lockdown, but my flatmate keeps letting her male friend into the house every day. We live in a small town, and I don't yet know of any cases here, but his, com- his comings and goings are worrying me. Okay, it's clear he is bouncing around lots of friends' houses and is in and out of the shops every day. He doesn't always wash his hands either. Who's this guy? I tried to speak to my flatmate about this, but she says I'm being paranoid. Nah, you got you got to wash your hands. You got to wash your hands. Um, we're all in our twenties. How can I make her understand how risky this behaviour is and how dangerous the virus can be to all? Um, just show her the news. Show her the news. Look at the death count. Look at the death toll. Do you want this in the house? That's what you say to her. There you go. That's and she doesn't get that. She clearly doesn't care. The death toll thing is weird though, right? Because granted, this was pointed out to me by a conspiracy theorist, this particular nuance. And here's the one thing, because one thing's true in a, a false in a story that's so fucking stupid and wrong, doesn't make the whole story true. And vice versa, because someone gets a detail wrong in a story or an account, doesn't mean the whole thing is made up and it's crap. So you've got to work out what's right and what's wrong. Now, this conspiracy theory thing I was watching, a lot of it I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But one thing was just simple grammar, linguistics, whatever you want to call it, literacy, is where how people are dying of COVID-19, right? And he made the point, and it's true, that no one... It will not be reported by a proper medical source that anyone's died of COVID-19. What has happened is people have tested positive for COVID-19 and died. See it, hear that? So no one's died of COVID-19. People have tested positive for COVID-19 and died. I don't know where the line's drawn. But for example, if you've got COVID-19, you end up getting pneumonia as a result of COVID-19. It won't be listed as pneumonia, it'll be listed as COVID-19. Same way that if you come into the hospital, you've got a few symptoms, seem mild, then you just take a turn for the worst, die, they'll say that's COVID-19. Same way again, if you've got a heart condition, nothing to do with COVID-19, not even one of the symptoms, anything to do with the heart, but you test positive for COVID-19 and you're in hospital with your heart condition and you die, COVID-19. That's That will be your cause of death. So I want to know like what where the line's drawn, you know? If I had an accident at work, you, know, you got an accident at work? Have you ever had an accident at work? Yeah, you're a cleaner, but you're, you fell off a ladder. Fall off a ladder, bam! Break everything, break all my shit in intensive care. They're like, oh, where should we put this guy? Let's just test him, make sure he isn't contaminated. Oh, he's got COVID-19. Now I've died of severe spinal injuries. Does that go down as a COVID-19 death? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But um, it's interesting. But people showing symptoms and not, not got the virus, which helps support the idea that maybe this isn't this weird fake virus that's nefariously just been attributed to anyone who comes into a hospital um that's one one thing else has happened this week with this um nhs staff um was it the first 10 doctors to have died at all bame doctors 
It's a bit strange. Um, does it mean the virus is racist? No. Does it mean that that the virus is uh, is attacking ethnic folk disproportionately? No. Is it? Do ethnic folks have a predisposition to this virus? Probably not. So what does it actually mean? What does it mean? Well, it depends where these doctors are located, right? I think in one study it was something like 13% of NHS workforce is born overseas. And I'm not sure how many of those who are born here then are actually white. So I guess you're going to get a bit of a skew. I think, you know, the NHS are one of the highest employers of BAME people. And that's going to be even higher in metropolitan areas where this virus is mainly. So I guess you're going to get a high number of, of BAME doctors and nurses dying. But I had a look online to see if there was any white doctors and nurses and NHS staff dying. And there is. So who knows? Who knows what it's about? Anyway. Um, well, let's see this. Hard bargain. My menopausal wife is just offering me oral sex as long as I don't touch her. Nice. Well, that's it. That's it. It's over. There's what's the dilemma there? <laughs> dear, 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 my wife and I used to have great sex life, but now she's just offering me oral sex as long as I don't touch her. I mean, that's hard. Can I touch you with my penis in your mouth? Because. That's me touching you, technically. I'm 46, she's 48, and entering the menopause. Um, she says she loves me, but the thought of being physical makes her sick. She says it's not me, it's her. We had a huge row after I stupidly agreed that maybe I should see someone else. Jesus, dude. Um, I apologise as I don't want anyone else, but she recoiled when I want to cuddle, when I went to cuddle her. Yeah, because you just said I'm going to bang someone else. Because you can't get your bloody almost in, chick! Cheryl! Um, anyway, she offered me oral sex, even though she doesn't want to do it. Mmm! That must feel good. Reluctant sex. I mean, it's consensual, but she don't want it. Hey, what? That's, that must feel great. You enjoying this? No, you know I'm not enjoying this. Come on, but is this good for you? Not at all. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's just looking you dead in the face like, finish. Finish now. Finish now. That's me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she offered me oral sex, even though she doesn't want to do it. I'm extremely frustrated, but I don't want to feel I'm forcing her. Yeah. She's not keen on trying medication, as she says it will increase her chance of breast cancer. I'm struggling. Well, what are you going to do? you got to connect on a psychological level and an emotional level and a spiritual level. And then the physical will come after. Okay? That's what you need to do. Okay. What you need to do is uh pour out a lovely bath and a nice nice glass of her favorite drink and some candles, but not near any drapes because you don't want a fire hazard now. Uh you just connect with her on a spiritual level before the physical level. Okay? So mentally and emotionally, spiritually and psychologically you connect with her. And then once you're fully connected, you just pull your wiener out. That's what you got to do. Just pull the wiener out and go, hey, hey, 
Fuck the menopause. My, my penis, my wiener's hanging out. Needs to touch my wiener. Um, anyway. Um. <laughs> Woo. That, that went left. Let's see what else is going on. Um. Wow. Let's go. This is the last one. Jeez. What's going on with this screen? Chill out. Come on. My phone's acting like it's on 3G or 2G. Oh, it's getting a bit hot at the back. Is my phone going to explode in my hand? Where are we at? 28 minutes? Jeez. Okay, one last Dear Deirdre. They've given you half an hour of content. Dear Deirdre, I cheated once and ever since my wife has had revenge sex with three other men. Woo! I told you. Don't don't get on a cheat off with a woman because the the access to painus they have is so high. The price of painus is so low. The price of vagine has gone down, but it's still not at the lows of penis. Just just year after year, the penis price just keeps on dropping. Just when you think it can't get lower. It's an infinite thing. You know? You get if you have like one so it's like a number thing, I can't remember what it's called, but like you have like an infinity of smallness. Cause like say if you've got ten, let's let's pick an easy number. So you got four. So you divide four by two, you got two. Divide two by two, you have one. Divide one by two, you have 0.5. See, so it's like, right, you're under one now. You can't get lower. Yeah, you can. Divide it by two. 0.25. Divide it by two. 0.125. Divide it by two. See what I mean? It just keeps getting lower and lower. And that's the price of penis. Penis? Come get your penis. Free penis. Free penis. 400 penises for the price of one. That's that's about the price of penis. You should, that's those are special offers going out. <laughs> oh dear. It says, it says only because that biological drive that we have underneath us where women biologically are still wired to think that they're going to get pregnant every time they have sex. So that's why they don't want to have sex with 400 wieners. Yeah. Because then they're, they're lumbered with a kid or carrying a baby for nine months they don't want that with any wiener and the price of vagine's gone down but it's just not not the price of penis this guy cheated once he cheated once this thing he probably cheated once and he fucked up really fucked up like oh, I drank too much she came on to me and I don't know what I'm doing where she's just like yeah you want to fuck her do you I'll show you and she literally probably went out and just picked them. She and that's the thing. She could women could easily upgrade when it comes to like looks, but she probably didn't even bother. She probably picked this guy who's got like a fucking glandular issue, and he's sweaty. Yeah, and he's balding. Not bald, balding. It's different. Bald guys are cool. Balding guys who shave their hair off to be bald are cool. Yeah. But balding. This is a guy who's got like, you know, that Bobby Charlton pointless comb over going on. Yeah. And even though he's got no hair, he's still got dandruff on his shoulders. It's this guy. 
That's the guy. He, he has glasses on a neck chain. This is the guy she's fucked. She's, you know, on his shirt. What's that stain? I don't know. Oh, looks like mayonnaise. Ah, I had, had mayonnaise in my sandwich four days ago. So, must be that. That's the guy! Ah. Oh. That's the guy she had sex with. She went back to his place. Yeah. And he had to sweep comic books off his bed. To have sex with her. He's got four laptops. It's this guy. That's who she had sex with. Anyway. <laughs> the price of penis. And even though the price of penis is that low, that's who she went for. Anyway. I had a night of drunken sex uh, with a younger female colleague 18 months ago and my wife has been paying me back big time ever since. After the time after the time my wife was being snappy and we hadn't had sex for weeks, I was low and miserable. And it was a relief to be away from home for a few days on a team building workshop. It's never a good feeling, man. You've got to get ahead of that in life, people. Just, you know, advice for marriages, relationships. And you get away from your partner and you're fucking ecstatic to be away from them. You've you got to deal with or your excitement to be away from them. It's different if you've got an excitement to go where you're going. If you've got that excitement just to be away from them. Then you need to talk about what's going on at home. Something's going on. Yeah, that's what it's about. Anyway. This new colleague was on my team. I was 35 and she was 24, but we had a similar sense of humour and really hit it off. The workshop was taking place in an old country house hotel and we all hit the bar before and after dinner. Yep. The girl and I got talking in a corner together and admitted we were very drawn to one another. We were the last in the bar. Oh! Oh! See, we've all got a pass. I've been um, one of the last two in a bar before. I've also been the third person. Yeah, the third, the, wait, yeah, the third person in the bar. So I'm like leaving a guy, the girl together. There is a bar part that, okay guys, so I'm going this way. Are you guys are staying here for a bit? And they're like, um, yeah. And they're like, okay. And in my head, I'm like, I'm texting you tomorrow because there's gonna be gossip <laughs> like you know where you just all the ingredients are there for gossip and this guy's just like giving me that look so I'm not going to tell you anything it's like yes you fucking will you will tell me something because something will happen alright I've seen you and you try not to fuck up the mood for him he's trying to wingman him by going away but you can't help and be fucking cringe and embarrassed and be like all right i'm gonna leave you two to stay here alone ah it's like, I, I, i'm sorry i think i've ruined it i think i've ruined the mood for you two <laughs> anyway we were the last in the bar uh when she could and when she could be sure no one else would see us leave together she invited me up to her room Ah, you lot's dumb. Just go to, go to bed separately, separate rooms, and then just go go to her room after. But then, 
You know, those, those ones, guys have been there. We've got to really seize the mood. Because he knows that if he goes back to his room, she goes back to her room. And he drops her that text. She takes a little bit long to reply to text. He gets a bit weird. And then realises, shit, she fell asleep. Damn it. <laughs> Moment gone. <laughs> you ever done that, guys? Whether it's like that kind of scenario in a club. Whatever. Just like. You've been in different places. And she's like, I'm heading home now. What are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm coming back to yours. I remember I was at a party with this girl. Right? And we've been flirting for a few months. And she said, yeah. She was always like, nah, 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 nah. Cool. Then, I don't the party's quite a big party. So I come back out into the main bit of the party, realised she wasn't there. Messaged her, called her. Like, oh, where are you? She goes, I'm in the cab. Home. I'm like, oh. And I go, so what? What are you saying? You Should I come to yours? And she was like, yeah, yeah, come. Come, I'll wait up for you. I was like, all right, cool. Let me just get a taxi then. I couldn't get a taxi for about an hour. Oh, now I was trying to just stoke these flames. It's like, stay awake. Hey, you still awake? Yeah. She's like, yeah, just got in. Cool. Just get in a taxi now. That taxi can't stop me. Damn it. She lived far. Now I got into the taxi. I was like, hey, so what's your address? And the driver's like, where do you want to go, mate? I'm like, oh, just head to... Uh... And I had to just pick a train station. I knew she lived near, but I didn't know where she lived. And I was rigging. and rigging. and messaging. And walking the streets. Going, man, I'm going to try and style this out. That Yeah, I've rang you 20 times, but I was still at the party. So I didn't leave the party early to come and see you. Uh... <laughs> Did she pick up? No. She didn't talk to me until the next day. She was out of it. Fucking. So that's what this guy was scared of. He was like, yeah, I've got to go into the room with her. Keep the moment hot. Anyway, she invited me up to her room. The sex was wild and lots of fun, but we both had headaches in the morning. Physical ones and emotional ones. We agreed that we'd tell no one. Unfortunately, my wife and I had a row a couple of weeks ago when I boiled over about the lack of sex and how rejected I felt. I blurted out about my one night stand and saying she had driven me to it. No, bruv. No. No, no, no. You fucked up there. You said it in anger as well. So it wasn't even like you had the feelings. You won't even think about her feelings. You you used it as a weapon. You two-packed the whole situation. That's what fuck your bitch, you fat mother. That's that's how you delivered it to your woman. To your wife. You know, just your woman, your bloody wife. It wasn't even a hey babe, I made a mistake. The, the, the moment of weakness. No 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 no. You know. Get your Kevin Hart on. You didn't even do that. You just fired it out like a machine gun. And then, as they say. Hell hath no fury like woman scorned. You didn't even like wound her emotionally in the sense of, you know, where she's so hurt that you could do this. No, she is now vengeance. And well, I'm told you the price of penis is low. Let's see. Anyway, my wife told me it was my fault I cheated and she'd been paying me back ever since. Oh dear. Until the lockdown, she was leaving me looking after our children while she saw another man. Ha! Huh. I mean, wait. 
you're saying the way you worded that, it's like she just went, Hey, you look like I was a kid tonight? And you're like, Yeah, why where are you going? She's like to get some dick. And she just stared you in the face to so just go And what? You got something to say about that? So I'm gonna get dick down by Tyrone. Long dick stuff. Like what what happened here? Hmm? What's happened? That's how it sounded, it was worded. Not even like she snuck out, she told you to your face. Comes back four in the morning. Where you been? I told you. Get in dick. Smelling of house wine. Anyway, um, my wife told me that was my fault. I cheated and she'd been paying me back ever since. Until the lockdown, she was leaving me looking after our children while she saw another man. She's 31. Our children are six, four, and two. I know she and this bloke have had sex but she also had dates with two other guys she met online i know all this because i've been checking her phone mate you're pathetic now it's sad we're all st we're still living together with our three children but the atmosphere between me and my wife is so cold and hostile worse now we're stuck at home so much it must be fucking awful I tell her I love her and want us to try to save our relationship, but my wife insists we are over and there's no going back, but she won't agree to any plan to move us forward. I don't want to go to court, as surely we should work together, but I feel stuck. Yeah, she's, she's, see the feelings. I said she had sex with bloody balding guys, got the glasses on the neck chain, yeah? And she's pissed off. She's, she's, she's banged three dudes who are terrible. Worse than you, even though the price of penis is so low. She's banged three dudes worse than you, and she knows to get back you, she has to bang someone better than you. But now that's four dudes she's banged in like a month, and she's she wasn't even like that before she met you. She's like, What have you tied me into? And she hates you for it. And like I said, if you ever want to punish someone for cheating, don't leave, stay, stay. And just <laughs> that's what she's doing. She ain't gonna leave her. She's not gonna let you move on. She's like, What you think you're gonna have sex with someone from work who you enjoyed having sex with? Why well, I fucked three guys who I hated every minute of each time I had sex with them, huh? You're gonna leave me with the three kids. That's the one. That's the one. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. You're stuck. A file for divorce. If you want to uh, split up. If she does want to move it forward. Force her hand. Divorce or counselling. That's what those are your options. And if she doesn't want to do either, then she has to do one. She has to do one. Alright, cool. Um this pod lasted long enough for it with 42 minutes. Okay, um that's the end of the pod. Nothing's gonna happen between now and the next pod of any significance, I don't think. Um, no, no, nothing, nothing. All right, that's it. That's the other pod. See you guys later. Peace.